Hello and welcome to our first edition of Small Business on the Islands. I'm your host, Andrew Walker. For all our new listeners, we're here to talk small business for a wide range of clients in Vancouver and the Gulf Islands, providing you with the issues and information that matter the most. On today's program, I speak with a local business owner who runs her own zero-waste grocery store on Salt Spring, and David Crouch from ITK Consulting joins us for Tech Talk. Stick around. Man, it's been a few crazy weeks here in the studios, and I mean that literally. Uh, Here on Salt Spring, we just wrapped up a winter wonderland, but it's not exactly the good kind you're thinking. Not the whole, oh, it just rains and you're able to golf year-round. No, I'm talking like full-on snow 24-7, icy roads. I was stranded at my home, my driveway was undrivable, and it hasn't exactly been the best winter here on the island But luckily, before the snowy shenanigans took place, I had the chance to attend the second edition of Soho Victoria uh, back on the 27th of January. And for those unaware, Soho is short for Small Office Home Office, and it was a really neat convention. I joined up with a couple of my colleagues with ITK and collaborated with small business leaders. I took in a few presentations in the morning, and the whole thing was pretty neat. So it was pretty good to get that in before the snowstorm. But let's go to our main feature, shall we? We begin with our first feature on a grocery store with a unique concept, zero waste. Green is Canada's first zero waste grocery store, co-founded by Crystal Leckie and her partner Kevin Faisal in the summer of 2016 with one goal, to be the only grocery store that has zero waste, meaning no packaging, labels, and all products sourced locally on island and across Canada. All you do is simply show up with your list, bring your reusable bags, shop, and you're done. We caught up with store owner Crystal to find out more. So tell us a little bit about your business, Green. Green is a grocery store where you can buy all of your regular groceries, but with no packaging. Nice. And what would be your future vision for uh, your business right now for Green? Really, I built Green to inspire all of Canada to have zero waste grocery stores pop up across the country so that we can get rid of single use packaging altogether. Have you always been involved with small businesses at all, or would this be your first time at all? No, I've had some experience running small businesses before and also in the grocery industry before. We own another company up north, and also I own a business um, in the United States, and yeah. Do you think that it's an advantage or a disadvantage to be here on the Gulf Islands? Would you ever consider expanding to Vancouver or maybe even Maine, Pender, or the other Gulf Islands? Actually, we started specifically on Salt Spring on purpose because we felt that the Gulf Islands would be a kinder, gentler introduction into a really big market. So we knew that when we opened Green that we were going to make a whole bunch of mistakes. And we knew that Salt Spring would forgive us. And Vancouver maybe wouldn't. So we actually started here with the intention of expanding to Vancouver, Victoria and beyond. What would be your biggest strength as a business owner? Flexibility. Uh, I don't mind doing all of the jobs at my company. I don't (laughs) delegate cleaning the washrooms. I do that too. Um, And also I have experience doing everything that I need to do for this business um, right from the bottom all the way to all the really, really important stuff like accounting and marketing. So Being able to do majority of the stuff myself 
um, I think is one of my biggest strengths. And then another thing that ended up being a really good strength is my commitment to farming out all the things I can't do to local businesses. So um, when we needed uh, marketing that I couldn't handle and branding that I couldn't handle, we actually hired a local company on Salt Spring to do the majority of it for us. And uh, even our furniture that we have in the store, all the fixtures, they were all built on Salt Spring. And I think working with other local businesses has been a huge strength because those people then become customers and word spreads and it's more valuable than you think it is working with other local companies. What would be one of the biggest challenges that you're facing right now? Lack of customers. <laughs> I would love to have more customers in the store. We don't need that many customers to stay in business, but I would love to be able to prove to the world that this business model is going to work for the long term. And for that, we need Salt Springers to buy in and come and bring their grocery list here. Is it beneficial to have the Saturday market right next to you where if they can't find anything, they come here at all? Has that ever happened? Yeah, it really is beneficial. And also, um, a whole bunch of vendors at the Saturday market are also, they have their products in our store. So if, um, say, my vinegar uh, maker ran out of a certain kind of balsamic at her booth at the market, she actually just tells them to run over here and get it from us, which they do. How do you market and grow your business? Currently, we use a lot of social media for day-to-day -day marketing. So if I get a new product in the store, I know that if I throw it up on Facebook, I'm going to get a whole bunch of people coming and looking for it because Salt Spring, um, the people here are really into the Facebook and social media, <laughs> at least my customers are. So um, that's been super duper helpful. But word of mouth is really, really big on Salt Spring. What types of technology do you use in your business? We have a POS system that we use uh, that was actually built uh, in Vancouver. It was uh, programmed in Vancouver. It's sort of a local-ish sort of software. So just, I guess, computers, you know, computer and uh, the, my laptop and a POS system. How would uh, green vary from other competitors such as NatureWorks that's just over uh, near Thrifties? Well, I think the main difference uh, is the packaging. Obviously, you can get everything here either completely 100% unpackaged or with sustainable packaging. So you actually just bring your own container and put all the stuff that you want in your own containers. Um, and then the other way we differ from, from any company on the island or anywhere else is that every single item in our store is grown or manufactured in Canada. So we're supporting local manufacturing and local growers rather than importing things. Um, on top of that, our produce is hyper-local. So we actually only have produce from Salt Spring. We never import from off-island ever, which means sometimes we have less produce than we'd like. But that's our commitment, so we're sticking to it. Uh, you mentioned that one of the challenges were uh, lack of customers. What I guess, what would be some of the big differences in the summer months compared to now, and how will you prepare for next year? Well, in the summer months, we had a lot of tourists come in the store, and they had no idea what they were looking at, so we had to do a lot of interaction with them. So we do a lot more education, education in the summer than we do in the winter months. People who live on Salt Spring know what we're trying to do already. We're preparing for this summer by having more products available for those tourists to buy. We originally figured, oh, well, we don't need tourists because we're here for the locals, which we are. 
but I think the tourists are gonna help us stay stay afloat until the tourists really um, switch more of their shopping over to us. So we're actually bringing in some products that we think that the tourists will really enjoy. Do you think that businesses on island will follow your zero waste policy? And if they do, would it be a positive or a negative effect on your initial idea? Any zero waste is gonna be positive, never gonna be a bad thing. I, I do hope that uh, more manufacturers on the island switch to sustainable or zero waste packaging because that would mean A, that I can have them in my store and B, that they're making less of an impact on the environment, which is the whole point. We're here to educate people about how to save this very precious planet. And last question, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone else thinking of starting their own small business on Salt Spring? I think that if you are coming to Salt Spring from somewhere else to start a business, I think you should move here first, spend six months here, get involved in your community, and then start a business because then you'll really know what it's like here. If you're on Salt Spring trying to start a small business, um, look at the Chamber of Commerce Small Business Initiatives and take advantage of any kind of uh, help that you can get from anywhere and everywhere. And also ask your neighbors and friends for help. And if you'd like to find out more, you can head over to their website, greensSI.ca and like them on Facebook, SSI Green. The Gulf Island Community Radio Society is a non-profit with a passion for local community radio on island. Set up by a group of people who previously volunteered at the original Salt Spring Island radio station, CFSI, the goal is simple, bring back community radio to the Gulf Islands and beyond. Currently, the Society has an online station broadcasting commercial-free music 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. But their ultimate goal is to finish building the studio and set up all the equipment where they can provide a real-time connection with their listeners. The station will also broadcast weekly community features, podcasts, and live on location segments too. To find out more, visit Gulf Islands Community Radio Society at gicrs.ca, all one word and all lowercase, that's gicrs.ca, or on Facebook at Gulf Island Community Radio Society. Better yet, if you would like to contribute, you can purchase a membership or browse their shop on their website or volunteer at their on-location events. And welcome back. We're now in tune for some tech talk. Joining me is one of the sponsors, David Crouch from ITK Consulting. David, how's it going? Not too bad, Andrew. Not too bad. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. But being that we're six weeks behind just because of the whole snowstorm we've had here in the flu, I'd say it's it's been so-so in a way. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, we were going to supposed to be uh, doing this about uh, four weeks ago. But between uh, myself and certainly others getting sick and uh, and then uh, the uh, unprecedented amount of snow we've had, uh, we're a little behind on our kicking off our uh, technology trends for 2017. It's just been crazy. Like I was snowed in for four days straight. And of course, the power went out and I didn't even have any Wi-Fi. So it's just been not exactly the best winter we've had here. It's just been a nightmare. Now, that's for sure. It's been the worst in something like 30-some years. So, But I know you want to get down to business, so let's get to it right now. What's the main issue that you're going to talk about today uh, regarding technology? Well, uh, Andrew, I had planned, and still going to go ahead with it, was looking at technology trends for small business for 2017. And and the first thing I did was uh, I went out and did a search on that very topic, and, and I wanted to find what some of the leading uh, thinkers and so on were saying about this. But uh, I was surprised, if not appalled, at the type of information that's out there. It really seems to 
drop into three different categories. Uh, the first one is just sort of major technology trends in society, not necessarily small business. Secondly, really advanced technology topics that uh, none of the small businesses I know are going to be a deal uh, deal with. Or the third one is really uh, very mi minor or 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 um, if you like narrow. Uh, technology issues because the person talking about them uh, is representing uh, one of a sort of three special interest groups. And that's one of the goals uh, uh, at ITK on, on this podcast is to actually um, provide a source of unbiased, trusted advice uh, on technology topics for small business. Now, I'm interested in what some of these people have said. Can you tell us what they're offering uh, as predictions? Yeah, I mean, if I go back through those sort of three categories, uh, the one was technology trends in society, which most of us are aware of. Um, but if you're not, you know, talking about saying the trends for small business, I mean, I'm not sure many small businesses are hanging on Internet of Things or starting to add virtual reality in or being worried about, say, their uh, delivery truck being replaced by an autonomous vehicle. So that's the first thing, which is really trends in society. It's got nothing to do with small business. The second one, which is really interesting technology trends, but doesn't apply to most of the small businesses that I know. Most of the small businesses that I know, you know, are you know using fairly rudimentary technology so to start to say that you know mobile is really popular and you should start writing your own mobile apps or you know it's you know this is the year you should be adding video into your uh, website when it's something like only a third of all small small businesses have a website uh, to me again it's a little too advanced topics for general small business and then the third one is is the people from special interest groups so you'd get some security firm out there saying here's the technology trends um, for 2017 and they'd be nothing but scary stuff about cyber crime and how you have to lock down your network and so on and so forth or somebody from a digital marketing firm you know saying this is the trends for uh technology and they're talking about you know full marketing automation and how you have to be on every social channel and you know this is the year you need to be adding in ads on mobile again not appropriate for most small businesses. Oh, I see. <laughs> and what do you think are the most important technology issues for small business? The five that I came up with, um, and probably in descending order of importance, the first most important thing is to ensure that for whatever your small business is, your core business needs are properly addressed. And usually that's not accounting. Lots of people set up and they ask out an accountant. You know, you can actually keep all your receipts in a shoebox and hand it over to somebody. So if you're a retailer, you want to make sure that you have a great point of sale system and a good inventory system. Maybe if you're doing web stuff, then you also need a really good website. If you're a distributor or a manufacturer, you need an inventory management system, you need a proper order entry system. That's what I mean by making sure your core business need is addressed. The second thing is to make sure you have some automated or semi-automated way of handling cash flow management. The number one reason small businesses fail is cash flow. And so you need to track cash flow properly. The third uh, key uh, issue for me is making sure that your systems, that your core systems are fully integrated and customer-centric if possible. So as an example, I was talking to some people at uh, the local chamber 
And again, they had some core systems, but they weren't integrated. So therefore, customer information is stranded in one application. You know, the level of sales in a, in a third and the way to get to those customers um, in a, yet another application. And, and therefore, because of that, they're not doing effective marketing. Um, the fourth key issue, I think, is given the fact that only a third of small businesses still have webs, is, is that's a trend that people have to get, is a simple mobile savvy web presence and the reason why i say mobile savvy is uh somewhere between the 50 to 60 percent of people looking at websites are coming in either through a, a tablet or a, a smartphone and then the last and probably the least important if you're doing um some form of automated or technological marketing make sure that it's appropriate to who you're targeting again i read so much it's it's like a buzzword social media social media and you know every every uh, year there's a couple new uh, social media channels that are taking off but it's not for everybody it's appropriate to who you're targeting so if you're targeting a bunch of young people like yourself andrew you know the the business should be out in snapchat and instagram whereas if you if you're doing a business to business type of thing with with older people you know really old-fashioned things like email marketing is more appropriate that's great and i'm looking forward to hearing from you on the next podcast okay thanks a lot andrew well that does it for our edition of small business on the island if you do find yourself on salt spring give green a visit it's a really neat store full of everything you would get at a regular grocery store the only difference no waste but make sure to bring a bag we thank you for listening whether it's on soundcloud or itunes I'm Andrew Walker, and we'll see you in two weeks.